Hi everyone, welcome back to Touch of Grey. If you're new here, my name is Caroline and today I am joined by one of the best people on this earth, Ella. Say hi, oh, Ella. Hi! <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know Ella, she is my neighbor. Yes. And we met when I moved here mm-hmm. and honestly, everybody needs an Ella in their life. Like, uh, I am like so that is serious. too sweet. No, I am... I was thinking about how I was, like, going to introduce you, and I was just like, there is so much positivity to just talk about you. You were just, like, all around such an amazing person. No, I'm so serious. Caroline, I was not expecting this. <laughs> oh, thank you. Of course. Bruh. Oh, bruh. Why did I say that? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. We talked about this. I know. I wanted to be on the podcast, because, like, we have some good conversations. We do. Like, whenever we see each other, little walks around the neighborhood, yeah. they get pretty intense. We, so, I feel like my lives are very separate. It's right. like, I kind of have my friends here, and then uh-huh. I have my whole other, like, Baltimore private school life. No, yeah. And I feel like you're, like, you're really, like, one of, like, the only people that are, like, yeah. left and, like, yeah. around here. Because, I mean, COVID happened, all of that. No, that's, uh, yeah. But it's just, like, with us, we go on walks around our neighborhood. We try mm-hmm. to do them a lot more than, like, we actually do. Yeah. But, like, it's just, like, really good to get that perspective from you. Yeah, completely different. Completely, completely different. different. You're just so emotionally mature. Oh, thank and, you. like, that's what yeah. something's part of that we're going to talk about. But it's just, mm-hmm. like, we, like, you were one of, like, the few humans who I, like, trust with everything. No, exactly. Like, I, when we go I on those tell walks, you everything. Yeah. You know no, yeah, every I feel the same way. Thing. I'm yeah. not afraid to kind of... Like, mm-hmm. I know that, like, you're not going to judge me. And, like, no, you don't, yeah. you want me to be the best. Like, other yeah. people, my mom has, like, said this before, how mm-hmm. you can really only kind of trust your parents because other people might give you advice right. that will not put you ahead in life. Like, right. it's with their own um, agenda ahead of yours. Oh, But it's, so like, true. with you, like, you just want the best for everyone. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that we, like are overlapped in a very small portion but live our totally separate lives. I think mm-hmm. we can really, like, have those conversations and have each other's, like, best interests. You know. know what I mean? And, like, we, like, we couldn't talk for, like, years and we could pick off right where we No, left yeah, off. exactly. It's, it's just, just kind of It, yeah. Nothing is left out. It's no, It's nice. It's, it really is. It's, uh it's like a whole nother, like, therapy. No, that's what I was going to say. It's like my little walk at night, like, a mm-hmm. really just, like, you can say things that I can't say to, like, most of my friends. Yeah. Like, and that is a blessing. Like, it really mm-hmm. is. But I did get you to read this book. So, this oh, book. oh my God. gosh. I think I might have talked about this in an mm-hmm. earlier episode. The book we are kind of going to be talking about that goes with kind of, everything that we're talking about today. Today, mm-hmm. I don't really have kind of a written out agenda. Not that like I do with other stuff, but it's more kind of yeah. on target. This, we're kind of just talking about and uh-huh. all of that. So this yeah. book is called East of Eden. It mm-hmm. is by John Steinbeck. Yes. It's a hefty book. It's like it 600 pages. It is. And it's it's hard to make an agenda about it because it covers so many different so much. things. And it starts very slow. Oh, I, yeah, I remember when I told you to read, I was like, you've got to, you got to give it a chance past the first, like, 100 pages. Yes. it kind of sets it all up, and then everything starts to overlap right. and, like, come full circle. It's amazing to read. Mm-hmm. You have those moments where you close the book and you're like, 
Oh my god. I have been trying to get into the habit of reading before bed instead uh-huh. of like being on my phone last thing. Yeah. And I have been, I'm not even finished this book and I have mm-hmm. been reading this. This was like the last book I started at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. And I still have not gone through it. Yeah. It's, well, it's a hard read. Like it's not, it's like, not a something super... that you can just like flip through. And it's oh, not no. something that I would listen to on like audiobooks. Yeah. Like I've been trying to, yeah. since I don't have time to actually like physically read books. Yeah. I listen to audiobooks, but this is not one that I would want to listen. This is no, something yeah. that I physically need to read, take my time, yeah. read sentences you, over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So no, I agree. I recommend everyone who's listening to read this. Yeah. Find time mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, agree. I'm not, I'm like halfway through, mm-hmm. and I think I texted you right when I got to a part where I was yeah. like, oh, oh my god. My god. No, exactly. Like, it is very rewarding um, mm-hmm. when you kind of see, like, the, the lessons mm-hmm. that are not, like, directly said, which makes it so much better when you can read and see the connections yourself um, and see, like, the character development. And, like, it's never right in front of you. It's just, like, as you read, it comes to you. And that's what makes it so much more, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, such a better book. Yes. Before... I started reading it, you told, I think we were, like, walking, we were talking about tattoos, and I think that's how this book got brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were like, I'm gonna get this word tattooed called Timshell, and I was like, mm-hmm. what is that? You were like, yeah. it's a Hebrew word from this book called yeah. East of Eden, and I was like, say more. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm not and, Jewish, but, yeah, you know, no. I am getting this tattoo, I turn 18 in two weeks, and it will be on my body. I, I was thinking about that, yeah. I was like... I was like, Ella's birthday is so soon. Yeah. I no, I know. Th- I was I literally thinking about this in the car the other day. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to do it. Um, or not think. I am going to do it. Yeah. Like, I think probably on my forearm. But, because this. So explain oh. what Tim Shell is. And okay. And kind of what that means to yeah. you. Like, in the context of the book, it's pretty, you know, like it would take a while to explain. But basically these characters were like kind of talking about the contrasting translations of the Bible mm-hmm. um, when telling the story of Cain and Abel, which, like, a lot of people are probably familiar with. It's the two brothers. <laughs> the dog. Um, and one of them, I believe, kills the other and is, um, like, kind of, like, smited by God. I can't remember the story exactly, but, um, but in it, Various translations of the Bible. I'm trying to find the part in the book. Pull this up. Here we go. It's thou shalt and do thou. Yes. Those are the two, right? Thou sh- Yeah. So it's these contrasting points of the Bible where they're trying to figure out what is God trying to say. Um, and so this character, Lee, they, him, um, and so I believe it's the Chinese. It's like some philosophers. Yeah, the Chinese philosophers come to like a compromise with the word timshul um and it means thou mayest and so in the book it says thou mayest thou mayest what a glory it is true that we are sick and weak and quarrelsome but if that is all we ever were we would millenniums ago have disappeared from the face of the earth that's a lot but it really just says that in your life you have a choice and that you can like arise from your disparities, you can conquer so many of your hardships if you choose to. If you choose to make that choice, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, nothing is set in stone, and a 
a lot of what happens in our lives is out of our own free will and like do we want to make do we want to overcome our hardships you know and it just spoke to me because I was like you know like everything that's been hard in my life like was brought about from me a lot of it was out of my control but what was in my control was to overcome it was to not let it hurt me and not let it bring me down Mm-hmm. And that's why I just love that word so much because, like, we forget in life so much of it is in our control. Mm-hmm. And we can make our situation so much better if you put in the time, you put in the work. So many things can come true. And, like, a lot of times people just accept life is just the way it is. But there's so many things you can do to, you know, make the world a better place for not only yourself but people around you. And that's why I love that word. I... But, you know... I, when I read that and I like, I set it down after the, yeah. I finished that and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a very emotional person. I've said yes. this before. Mm-hmm. I started crying. I was yeah. like, this is crazy. Yeah. No, you can I either chose. do everything in your life mm-hmm. or do nothing. Yeah. It's all up to you. You have so much power. True. So and it's, true. it's just like, how do you want to live your life? Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, this has kind of brought on like an identity crisis to me because my moral in life is to, one, be a kind person, and two, to leave the world a better place. Yeah. And that's, like, the most, cri- uh, not cringy. No. What's the word I'm thinking for? Cl- that's the most cliche thing mm-hmm. to say. But, like, that's, that's what like, I feel like my purpose is here to yeah. do. And I've always kind of wanted to be... A doctor. I've had that plan yeah. for I remember, so like eighth grade. We eighth grade, I was that. set. Yeah. I have been set. Uh-huh. And recently, I was kind of working with. I might have told you the story. Mm-hmm. I was working with this like SAT tutor, and he was like, "You can be more than a doctor. Like anyone can be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Like that. You just have to put in the work." He's like, yeah. "You are like one of the people who has the power to change the world." Yeah, I. I've heard a lot of opinions on doctors. Mm-hmm. And no shame to anyone who no wants shame. to be a doctor. Mm-mm. But a lot of, like, surgeons, I know, it's a very emotionless, emotionless. Like, because you lack that kind of, like, English mm-hmm. brain side mm-hmm. in medicine. It's a lot of math. It's a lot of science. Um, and I think you have, like, such, like, a intellectual depth that a lot of those people lack in, like, more so, like, your connection to other humans. Right. And, like, a lot of doctors are detached from that. I mean, especially, like, surgeons. Like, you don't want to be someone who's super empathetic and sympathetic because you're, like... You're you know pa- I mean? They you're could die at any open. second. Right. You can't... Right. Yeah. They're detached from the human reality. And I think, like, I can never see you as just a doctor. I agree. You would be more because that whole other side of humanity is so much more in tune with you as well. And when you're, you know, in medicine, you lose so much of that. Yeah. So I think, yeah... But I don't even know what career field that would be. I don't know. That's I mean, hard. I've always been like, oh, I want to do like Doctors mm-hmm. Without Borders and kind of spend my life like, I, I okay, I talk about, I haven't talked about it on this, but like I have an organization in which I help like Baltimore City students yeah, and I that, yeah. just like doing that good and mm-hmm. seeing kind of the change I was making with that yeah. was like, this is kind of what I want to do. I want to, yeah, exactly. I just, we have so much potential to change the world mm-hmm. and not to like to our own horns, but I think that if more people kind of thought like us and were as selfless and empathetic, yeah, the world would be so much of a kinder yeah. and 
peaceful, oh, I honestly. Agree. I agree. Like, I think one of the things that so many people assume is life is so black and white. It's either you are, like, a selfless person who gives everything to everyone, or you are none of those things. And, like, I know you and I are similar. This is kind of tangent, but, like, veganism. I think we both mm-hmm. tapped into, like, yes. these lifestyles. <laughs> and so many people immediately when they hear that were like, don't you love bacon? You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? How can you live without your How chicken you nuggets you from chicken? McDonald's? Right. And I'm like, I'm not even vegan. But I don't think you understand. Just being plant-based. Maybe swapping a plant milk out. I still eat chicken, but, like, I don't eat I don't cows. eat red meat. I, I don't, don't I will refuse to yes. eat cows. And the difference that makes is insane. But it's, it's so overlooked because people are either zero or a hundred. Either I'm completely vegan and I work for PETA or I eat meat all the time and go to McDonald's all the time. And if everyone could just see the difference that just a little bit makes and like have some faith in themselves to be like, you can change the world and you can change the way people think. And it's like, have some faith. You know what I mean? You don't have to be the next like, I don't even know, Gandhi, but like doing kind things goes so much farther than a lot of people give credit to. See, this is why my other book, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, Mm -hmm. that that has been like, you don't know the impact that you have on strangers. That is the whole thing of the book. And that's reading these books and having this like philosophical change to how Mm -hmm. I'm living my life. One... I'm only 17 years old and I'm like having this whole like moral philosophical dilemma in how I live my life, which the book that I'm going to give to you is all about. um, It's called The Unbearable Lightness of Being and I actually read it in my English Mm -hmm. class and it's about do you choose to live your life with weight and make a lot of like, Mm -hmm. put a lot of thought into your decisions or do you choose to live with lightness and are carefree about everything but you hurt people with that. And so it's kind of like the unbearable lightness of being because you can't live a life not having feelings and not caring about your actions because it's the whole like philosophical like part of it is mm-hmm. that if you were to live your life a million times over with right. those decisions that you make yeah like fulfill you and fulfill that life that you've lived yeah it's that crazy but, like, the way that, like, that. The, bo- the book is told, it's, like, in a story. There's, uh-huh. like, multiple stories going on, and it's comparing those lifestyles. And this was kind of written in a postmodern era, and so, mm-hmm. like, the author makes a point to, like, tell the readers that these aren't real people. These are fictional people kind of made in a laboratory to discuss how are they living their lives. Mm-hmm. So great. I love it. Yeah. It just shows how, like, amazing reading is. No. I'm so glad that I've gotten back into reading. No, me too. Um, everything that I, like, really stand, like, resonates with me is never from a TV show. Mm-mm. It is always from a book. And I love watching movies and TV. Yeah. Nothing can stick with you more than just reading a line that, like, grabs you by the heart and it just like rips it out or mm-hmm. you know what I mean I think like reading is so overlooked because so like overlooked. the way your mind can paint things like the human mind is insane so reading insane is brain it's really good so and it's like yeah. not even reading these like hard books that really mm-hmm. make you question life just reading fun books and yeah. I think it's a lot harder now like when I was younger I read all of the time I was such right. a book nerd and then I kind of got to middle school, and that's when everyone was like, 
you read like you still read like reading is for losers yeah. and like you don't really have time for it and right. I've always read in the summer I think we're be- big like beach people oh, reading on the beach I know a lot of people do that yeah. and I was contact traced in the spring of last year mm-hmm. and I was really bored because school was like kind of a joke and I got back into reading and I read five books that week I did not put them down. Wow. That's when I read The Five People You Meet in Heaven, and I was like, oh my god, I need to be reading more. Yeah. Like, insane. I know, I feel like everyone has that book that, like, um, I don't know if you ever read Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Mm -mm. Phenomenal book about World War II. I read it in less than 36 hours. I literally stayed up all night reading it because I was that obsessed. And I was, I cried before the book ended. Not even because of the, what the book was, but because it was going to be over. Oh. And I was not going to have that thing to just, like, fixate on. Because mm-hmm. I was that attached to that book. Oh, my God. And so it's like, when you find a good book, it, like, It changes clicks. everything. It does. It is amazing. But kind of going back to, coming back from our very long tangent. Yes. Basically, the moral of that tangent was, uh-huh. get a book and start reading. Right. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. But how has understanding what Tim Show means kind of changed how you were living your life? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Well, I read this book in the summer. Um, and I feel like for the longest time, like, you've known me and, like, a lot of the things that, like, we've been through are, like, similar. Even. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot to overcome a lot of the stuff that I'd been through. And, um... Seeing that word Timshul kind of changed my perspective on the world did not do this to me, but I am I am the effect of my own actions. Like you know what I mean? Like oh my like, god! You know what I mean? Like it's like I'm an internal force. Like things happen to me externally, but the biggest force comes from within me and what I what my mindset is. That is so much more powerful than people's words to me, but how I process them. Um, jaw is dropped (laughs) to the floor right now like listen to her this is why she is so amazing oh Oh my gosh oh my gosh um, that was like my biggest thing is that like the internal power of the human mind and like what we think of and how we register what people say and what happens to us is so much more important than what people actually say and what happens around us I mean everything is from our own perspective so it's like how can the world be so against you? Because you're the one processing it. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything is within you to change that, to fix that, to see it differently. Because I know, like, if, like, a boy I liked said, he could say this phrase to me, like, I like you. I could interpret that 50,000 different ways. Oh, totally. How did they say it? What was the context mm-hmm. of how they said it? What was their tone yeah. of voice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you could process that and, like, totally digest it. Like, he says that to, he wants to sleep with me. He says that. He's going to get attached to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, so much of our lives are dictated by ourselves. So it's like, take control of your emotions and your perspectives. And like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's what I really resonated with. And like, so much has changed in the sense that like, self-doubt. I used to be very, very, very self-conscious. Like, I even think you, you probably don't remember that. Like, I was just always so reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did, it was not a boy that came in my life that made me more outgoing or was not, you know, like, people telling me I was pretty. It was my own decision to change the way I thought of myself and to change the way I looked at everything and to start putting faith in myself through 
you know what I mean? Like daily affirmations. Like yes. I have all that stuff. Like speak it into existence. Yeah. Spe- oh my god, I I wish I brought my journal because I wish you could see some of the stuff that I wrote down. That is come true. That is literally come true. Like a year ago, I wrote down the exact SAT. <laughs> I was <gasps> upset. I wrote down the exact SAT score I got. No, you didn't. No, like I I wrote think. I don't want to use numbers, but like he was like, I was like, thank you, universe, for granting me this score. It will get me into my dream school. I and yeah. And look at you now. And look at me now. And I was like, guys, she is going to Tulane. She Tulane. got in Tulane Honors College. What? Oh my god. So, yeah, it was. Um, I'm in a weird place though because so many things that I'd hoped for and worked for are coming true. So I think that again comes back to everything is a mindset. Everything's, everything's a, mindset. a mindset. And. You have the power to do everything mm-hmm. or do nothing. Like, oh, yeah. It's so crazy. No, exactly. And then another, like, huge theme in this book is time. Mm-hmm. And that almost is something that sticks with me just as much as the Tim Shull. Um, uh, I have to find the quote, but it's this one quote that kind of talks about um, how memory and time go hand in hand. And it's, Without that, time would be unarmed against us. And it's kind of talking about how things in the moment are so difficult when your memories are so uh, wrapped up in your emotions. Mm-hmm. When you think about missing people, when you think about, you know what I mean? Like, things that are happening more recently are more attached to your emotions. But with time, how that kind of, like, unwinds and you're able to see your past from, like, a completely unbiased perspective. And that was something that also changed me. Like... Time heals. Time heals. I say it to everyone. Everyone's like, shut up, Ella. You don't know what this is like. You, like, this is so painful. I don't think I could ever get over it. I'm like, write that down. Shove it underneath your bed. Open it in a year. And Literally. it will be true. That it is always mm, true. So true. Yeah. And you that, don't realize yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. my freshman year, I went through an incident. Yeah. It was really hard. Uh-huh. And I didn't deal with it. Right. For... Yeah, a a year, Mm -hmm. and then it kind of all hit me, and I was like, oh my god, what actually happened? Mm -hmm. I didn't know, and I was a mess, and my mental health was really down, but time heals. Time heals. It it is something I say too much, because it quite literally is the answer to 99.9% of things. It's like if you give it a week, you give it two weeks. Nothing will, pain does subside with time. It yes. is every single thing that I've been through, and it, granted, I'm very lucky, and it has not been super intense, like immediate family death or anything, but I would think it to be unbearable, and I would not ever want to go to school again, or I would not ever want to like put my heart out there again. Mm-hmm. But with time and with every day deciding, this will not hurt eventually. This will not hurt eventually. It hurts now, but it will not eventually. And I'm making that choice not to hold on and to try to, to try and walk away. Yes. And it, every single time, things that I thought that would never heal have healed. And I, oh, that's also, I see you looking at my little quote up there. I am looking at that. Oh, I keep looking at it. So <laughs> I have written on my little whiteboard above my desk I used to have a big to-do list and I would write that every day after home after I came home from school Mm -hmm. or at the beginning of the week and write down everything that I needed to do 
And I'm a very anxious person. Mm -hmm. And I was telling my therapist about stuff that I had to do and how I was stressed about it. And she was like, why do you have to have that written down? Why do you have to be looking at that all the time? Like, you already know you need to do that. Mm -hmm. Put that on a little sticky on your computer or hide it by your tabs. You know you're going to get that stuff done. You don't need to be looking at it. So I erased that. And I didn't have anything up there for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my friend Natalie and she said to me, I just listened to this podcast and she said this really amazing quote and I think you need to hear it. The quote is, everything happens for a reason. And if you don't know the reason, it is because you are in the happening. That's amazing. Wow. The second part. Like everyone knows everyone knows. I, for a reason. See, everything happens for a reason has been my life motto recently. Oh. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going through this. I know I'm going to be a stronger person. Yeah. But That's sometimes you're kind of like, why is this happening to me? Like, uh-huh. why do I have to deal with this pain? It's because mm-hmm. you're in the happening. That is And amazing. being in the that happening is, very, is yeah. honestly the best part of it. Mm-hmm. You get to go through this pain. And yeah. you know that you are going to be better because of it. Yeah. You're stronger. Yeah. Like, exactly. everything that I've gone through recently, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I spent nights crying. But I am such a strong person. Yeah. I'm learning things about myself that I mm-hmm. never knew before. Spending time alone, I get yeah. to dive into who am I and who yeah. do I want to be. Yeah. I have the power to do everything yeah. I want. Exactly. It's that all is, up to yes. me. And, like, not enough do we talk about that epiphany moment when you realize what you went through and what you learned, what you took away, and you can just be like, wow. I'm grateful I had that experience. Like, there was things I could have done differently. Exactly. Wish it could have ended differently. Mm-hmm. But I learned something that is, will be with me forever. And, yes. like, you know what I mean? Like, having no regrets is so important. Because everything does happen for a reason. Like, I think everything in life that I've experienced has taught me something. Oh, 100%. So small. So right. small. But, like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And putting that trust into the universe that... Mm-hmm. Or if you believe in God, that God knows best yeah. for you. The universe knows how how you were going to end your life, uh-huh. what you were going to accomplish. Setting these kind of goals for you and yeah. putting you through these moments of hardship yeah. make yourself a better person. Yeah. And yeah. I recently listened to this audiobook, which yeah. I also told you to listen to. Oh, yeah. And my friend's mom, shout out Judy Kelly, um... She, I told her that I read The Five People You Meet in Heaven and how you kind of, how it basically changed my perspective on life. And she was right. like, listen to this book. It's called Many Lives, Many Masters. And it's by a psychiatrist who deals with this patient who has all of these phobias, has such bad anxiety that she cannot live anymore. Mm-hmm. And she, she's just locked up. She can't sleep because she's scared of the dark. She can't close her eyes because she has bad dreams. She can't go out of her house because she's scared yeah. she's going to get strangled and all of this. And he's trying to do regular therapy with her. It's not going anywhere. He decides to do hypnotic therapy with her. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of talking her into this hypnosis. And he's like, after a few sessions, he's like, go back to the moment where this pain first started. And she goes back to a thousand years earlier to a different lifetime and so they learn that each of these phobias is from another lifetime and something that she's experienced and basically you can believe this you can not believe this but it's all of these lifetimes she's been working to become to like a different plane in the universe and Mm -hmm. each plane is like higher up and 
every life that you have, you're building on off of your last one. And if you are a very stubborn person, that's because in your last life, you didn't deal with stubbornness. So in this life, you're going to be more stubborn to see if you can overcome that. Wow. I know. Crazy. That is, whoa. I know. That is cool. And it also takes away that kind of fear of death. Because, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not someone that is scared of dying. I think I'm scared of the pain of death. But death in general, because I don't view it as your life ends right then, mm-hmm. it's kind of like... Oh, completely. There's something. There's something. There's something yeah. out there. Yeah, there has to be. And yeah. that's, that's like when I read The Five People You Meet in Heaven, I'm like, this life, maybe I have another one. Maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe if I die, I just end up dying in the ground. Yeah. But I have the potential... To do everything yeah. or fucking nothing in Tim this Schull. lifetime. Tim Schull. Even coming back to that book, and you're talking about these phobias in past lives, could and she cannot control that. She cannot but control But she has these it. phobias, and she has the choice to overcome it in the current life she lives. It comes back to everything. Everything is a choice. And every single thing is a cause and reaction. And, like, how are you going to choose to deal with what happens? Because... So much of it is out of your control, but, you know. So much is out of your control and also in your control. Yeah. Crazy. It's It's so so crazy how this life works. Oh. Oh, my God. No, it is. And I could, like, talk for hours about, the themes of this book and just how it is so, so deep and relevant to every situation. Like, Mm -hmm. even... Like, I know you just talked about your therapist. Mm-hmm. I I just saw my therapist for the final time. I had seen her for five years. Um, and we had this talk, and she's like, I have never seen anyone grow like you. She goes, you are a case study, Ella. You are a case study. Aww. Because she was like, I remember you, like, sitting there throwing shit. Like, granted, I was young. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And she was like, but I also know that this is not you know what I mean, your maturity, this is not you just growing up, this is something you worked for, and you made that choice, you wanted to get better, and you made these choices over and over and over again, and no matter how hard it was, you made those choices, and that's that where, bleh, sorry, that's why you are where you are, and that's why all these great things have happened to you, and it's not, because, you know what I mean, the world is just giving you back what you deserve, it's you worked for it, you fucking worked for it. Sorry, I don't know if cussing is loud here. We can do it here. <laughs> but um, it's like, I sat there and I was like, yeah. Like, it's, I'm so thankful, but also I want to thank me. Because yes, I, I yes. made those, I made that choice. And I made so many decisions to better myself that weren't always the easiest thing to do. Or not always the best, you know, um. Thanks for my mental, challenging a bad mental state, but it, it pays off. It really does. And it, oh, I just, I want so many people to see that because so many of my friends, like, I feel like I went through a lot of stuff in my life pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Like freshman year, eighth grade, I think you did as well, mm-hmm. which is not early in life, but like for some of the stuff that we're, I We're still growing. Like yeah. we, we have no base. I mean, I guess some people have a lot of emotional maturity, but it's also just, like, we are growing yeah. people. Like, oh, our yeah. brains are not even close to being deba- no, fully exactly. developed. But it's, like, I feel like even going through some of that stuff at a younger point, and I see my friends starting, like, going through similar things at this age. Like, I'm just, like, I want to I wanna shake you and be, like, it will be okay. Time you heals. To, yeah, you have to just make those choices that aren't easy to make. They aren't easy to make, but they will be worth it, and you will look back, and you will thank yourself. And you'll thank yourself for putting 
you know what I mean? Putting yourself through something difficult so you could only rise above, you know? I'm so proud of you. That is so amazing. I'm proud of you. Are you kidding me? You have, like, a podcast now? Like, we uh, have, you have the whole thing. No. Ugh. Well, we don't have this whole thing figured out. But that makes it but so it's fun. Just, it makes it so fun. It's so Freeing fun. yourself of all of the expectations that you have in life. Mm-hmm. Totally. I have to update you after we finish this about mm-hmm. stuff that has happened. I have but... to update you too. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I wish we could record this, but... Yeah, names and things can't be said on here. I definitely um, do get that. Um, but a question I have for you is Ooh. when you feel those kind of choices that you have to make and uh-huh. when you feel yourself kind of going down these ba- like hard mm-hmm. mental routes yes. where you feel the setbacks how do you proactively make that choice that's that is a great question um because i think you know relapsing is such a common thing with well healing isn't linear you know, i just talked about this in my oh, last yeah. episode like setbacks make you stronger yeah. but it's choosing to get out of that hole oh yeah like so, I, so what is something that you what is advice that you would give to someone when you kind of feel that they're going into a setback or they feel that they're going into kind of a setback. I would say what worked for me, learn yourself, learn Mm -hmm. what sets you off, learn your patterns, learn what makes you upset and meet, just separate the two kind of people in your head. The one, the voice that is going to tell you the angel and the devil. Yep separate them because one is not you one is your impulses and your um your invasive thoughts and another is someone who cares about you and your well-being and I think like it took me a while to really see what was easy was not right it might have been easier to go back into a more restrictive mindset but it was not right because it would not serve me any good Mm -hmm. in the long term and I would keep telling myself I cannot pour love and energy into things that I love to do, like hang out with my friends and piano and so many things that I love to do if I'm so consumed by things that set me back. And so I think just separate it, know your problems, know your issues, learn yourself. Like I I know what sets me off and I know the days that I'm a little bit ticked and I, I can catch it and I can catch it. And that I'm is really, amazing. Hey. Yeah. It, and it's to the point where I don't feel the same emotion. It's almost kind of like routine because it's things I've known, you know. But um, That shows that you have gone through a lot, though. That shows yeah. that you have gone through those setbacks yeah. enough times. Because they, they come they come differently. They're never going right. to... Not one kind of setback or emotional night or any kind of thing is going to approach itself the same way twice. Right, right. And you have to make that choice to mm-hmm. not go down that spiral. Yeah. I mean, like, cliche things, face your fears. Yeah. The more you do something, the the easier it becomes. Um, And it's, like, choosing, you know, to put things you love first instead of things that might, you know, make you more societally acceptable. You will. You know, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) But I just, I really think it's, like, it's a learning curve. You are inevitably going to have setbacks. But if the definite, my mom always says this to me, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Whew. Yeah. Um, Go, Laura. I know. That might not be the real definition of insanity, but if you see yourself slipping down a hole over and over again and the way you're trying to get out of it is not working, then you are not doing it right and you are taking an easy way out, 
And the easy way out is not going to get you anywhere. I hate to say it, but it's like... Face your fear. You have to face it. You have to face it head on and slap it. Make it your bitch. Make life your bitch. That is so true. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Like, avoidance and is never going to work. It's like acceptance and you walk uphill. And you just walk and it hurts. And it hurts for a while. But eventually you build that muscle, you build that stamina, and it's it's not as hard anymore. And then you look back and see how far you've come. And you might have a little bit of setback here and there, but you just keep walking forward. I mean, that's like the biggest thing with me is that I knew, I was like, one day, I might not love the body I'm in, but I will love what my mind can do. And if I can love my mind, then my mind can love me. And I was like, so I instead of focusing on what I look like to everyone else, why don't I focus on what I can be? And because if I can be something great, my body won't even matter. My, my appearance won't even matter because my presence will speak so much more than my size ever could. So that's why I was like, I just got to keep pushing because I will thank myself. I will thank myself for changing my mindset, for changing who I was. Um, and I do. I do. And I see right now I'm not the size that I deemed acceptable. I'm not the weight that I wanted to be, but... That is not something I even think of. It's that not is amazing. something that even comes to mind. Yeah, because it's like, look what my brain can do. Look what my eyes can see. Look at the world around me. And my BMI, my my weight, my caloric intake is like 1% of the world. One Less than less than 0.5% of my brain. It's like, when I die, no one's going to care about what I look like. They're going to care about who I was. What There's you did. so many things yeah. that it's just like, you know what I mean? That can come from really over trying to overtake those horrible mindsets you will thank yourself no matter what the hardship is there's so many different kinds of issues but like if you continuously put yourself first and know that it will get better it will listen to her this is why i, I love her she is so amazing no. oh my gosh but that's my perspective on that oh like i really do believe in all that that yeah. is oh my gosh I hope people listening right now are just like jaws drop, just like, oh my God, what did I just get hit with? Yeah. And I hope that you choose it to listen to this and make that mindset switch. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard to Granted, do. Like, I'm not even just saying like wake up the next day and be like, you know what? I'm going to get better. I'm not going to think like this, you know? Yeah. So much easier said than done. Yes. But like, you will thank yourself. Yes. And I think, like, even you, like, have had changes in mindset. You look back and, like, look how far you can go when you look at the world through a different lens. It's amazing. It really is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs an Ella. Oh, Everybody my needs God. An Ella. Everyone needs a Caroline. No. Everyone needs a Caroline Ella duo. Yes. Philosophical. Yes. Really good. DM us with your problems. Maybe yeah. we'll give advice on that. I, a therapy fun, session? Yeah, fun fact, in eighth grade, I had a recovery account where I would be in, like, little groups. When really? When I was like, in eighth grade, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Let's see if I still have it. But it's, like, and that was something that I didn't really want to do, but I was, like, if I can talk to people yeah, and, and try and see how are other people getting better, can I do it myself? And, you know. I had to find the account because it, it makes me laugh yeah. now. But it's like, you know what I mean? Fun yeah. Fact. Little therapy moment. Like, talking to someone never hurt. Talking yeah. about your problems never hurts. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's another takeaway. Mm-hmm. Therapy's great. Ther- <laughs> Therapy's amazing. Therapy is so amazing. <laughs> well, I don't know how long we've talked. I can't see the yeah. time, but... 
Thank you for coming on this. I love you to death. You oh. are just so amazing. No, you. So oh. I'm not good at receiving compliments. <laughs> no, you. No, you. But yeah, it's um, been real. I hope I can be featured again because, man, dude. I love. Yes, of course. I mean, I you're like a minute walk like away. Oh my gosh, I know. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope that everyone has an amazing week and time Mm -hmm. and living life. And I will see you guys soon. All right. Bye, Bye. everyone.